thank everybody for sticking with us on our break. We uh, we haven't had a break. We've been hunting and taking care of business, but not recording our podcast. So we've got everybody gathered up. Morgan is here keeping everything in order. The white knife. <laughs> Jaybird Bushman. And yours truly, Josh. Raven Maker Mershot. Well, finally did make some ravens. <laughs> that he did. Happy. <laughs> but we're going to start with your story, Walker, from the first week. So break it down. I, I lose track of what weeks are going over what. So pretty much, I have Adam, and he can hike pretty good. So uh, we actually broke the fastest time to this glassing rock by two hours. Usually it takes four and a half hours to get to this rock. It took us two and a half. But anyways, we go up to this one rock, and we're glassing all day. And the fog gets a battle with the fog, and... The fog clears. We did see a shooter buck try to make a move on him. Didn't work out, so we come up the next morning and got set up where we thought was probably our best bet. And about 2 o'clock rolled around, and I seen this big old rock standing out in the snow. And I I was like, I'm not even looking at it. That's a definitely rock. You know, you get them rocks that... It's that yeah. same rock that yeah. I stare at every day. <laughs> yeah. And the sun hits it from a different angle, and you're like jerk your binos up and everybody around you watches your body action they're like looking at you and you're like nah, it's a rock yeah 100 i like to do the old <laughs> oh right there right there right there it's the perfect pine tree for christmas <laughs> <laughs> we go on uh but yeah i decided to look at this rock anyways and it happened to be a big body deer so i i got posted up and seen the horns and then it was kind of like a... It wasn't hard for you to put a horns on anything. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I run down to where you can shoot from, and I'm young. Probably literally run. Yeah, we were actually running. It's <laughs> like 550 yards away. I'm yelling at Brock, get, get grab my go. pack. And yelling at Adam, get your gun, come on. So get down there, get the spot and scope on it, and it's standing out there broadside just chilling out. Chinese fire drill. Yeah, but it took, I think, classic. I think it took four and a half minutes till we got the first shot off. I think it was 628. Four and a half minutes, killed him. Smoked him dead. Busted a hole in him. And then he bled out right there on the spot. Quick, humane death. Yep. And then we hiked around and dropped in on him. And uh, got the deer. And we were doing a time-lapse video skinning this thing out. And... You know, they say, cut towards your buddy, not your body. You can replace your buddy, not your body. And I cut towards my body and cut my leg, like stab myself in the femur area. It's this country that we hunt in, it's very steep. And when the the animals die, you get, if you could step on the slimy hide with the boots and you're on hill, snow, everything, it's like sketchy as all get out with a knife around a carcass. But, uh, yeah, we got a time-lapse video of me stabbing myself oh. and then gauzing it up and then continued. Man, and that was pretty I could have awesome. got to try out my blood clotting gauze. I know. That would have been sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I remember stabbing myself, and I could look down between, like, my long johns and my pants, and I could just see, like, meat and fat on my leg, and I was like, oh, shoot, this could be bad. I looked at Brock, and I was like, grab my first aid pack and bottom of my pack. <laughs> Let me make it. Let me, like, paint a picture of this. It looked like someone's leg on a Jaws movie. 
that tore up from that one little tiny night. Yeah. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lie. But it was disgusting. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was way worse than what it was because uh, I just stuffed it with gauze and electrical taped it and uh, packed out of there. And so I could walk on the outside of my foot and not use that muscle. So I was walking like a, I don't even know, like I was walking on the side of my foot the whole way out of there, trying not to use that muscle. And I only packed one quarter, Brock carried the rest. <laughs> now, if you'd have been using a curry knife, you probably wouldn't be with us. Yeah, I would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all she wrote. Buck down. Yeah. Nice one. On video. <clears throat> yep. Happy client. That's right. We made a TikTok dancing. That's, that's good. Packing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, have you ever stabbed yourself with a knife? Never. Yeah, right. You said you cut yourself and the client. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. That was this year, too. Okay, so <laughs> tell that story. He cut himself. He grabbed a hold of my knife. Oh. Well, that's different. He stabbed himself. He stabbed himself. That's Yeah, Lo Logan, he uh, went to help me move the rack, and I had the knife in my hand, and he just went straight down on on the knife, and those Havilons are, oh. are wicked. I had, a, I had a friend actually cut every single tendon in his wrist. Uh, in in Idaho, skinning out a bear, and mm. very luckily didn't hit his artery, but it it was a really bad situation. You know, he had to ride out on his horse, and he ran into some hikers. You know, it's got his hand bandaged up, blood all the way down on hand up in the air. You're like, what happened to you? And he just goes, Grizzly Bear, it's right behind us. <laughs> and yeah. So those hikers turned around and started running. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, but so I got a terrible, not. terrible story about my cousin. Uh, he was working an elk up, and he stabbed himself in the femoral artery, and uh, he died. Um, was halfway from the carcass to his horse. That's the story I was told from my family, but yeah, from Wyoming. They're no joke. Yeah. I mean, you can put yourself in a really bad situation very, very fast. Yeah, and you get nonchalant because you're having such a good time. Mm -hmm. You're joking. You're laughing. And you go to move around the carcass, and you slip, and then you got a hunting knife stuck in you. So I guess that was – so we just didn't hear your story from the first week. Yeah. yeah. Second and then week, the uh, second week was rough on all of us. Second week sucked. Yeah. That was – you – test you whether you wanted to be a hunting guide or uh -huh. not i felt bad for all the clients their fog rolled in and it stayed the entire week we didn't have one lapse in fog it poured rain every single day yes but jay got jay's client got one yep yeah. and mine we shot <laughs> I, a three I, I got me i was <laughs> successful that week also that's right yeah I mean, respectable. Yeah, I would have shot respectful it. Respectful whitetail meat. Yeah. Yeah. It's Fill about, the freezer. I think it scored 24 and a half. So the rain, fog, it was miserable, nasty. The places that we were trying to, I mean, if you wanted to walk, the snow and ice was hanging off all the trees and brush that made it absolutely miserable to cover ground. Then you couldn't even set it glassing knobs and glass anything because the fog rolled in. So you would hike until you were completely so miserable that you wanted to 
shoot yourself with the gun instead of an animal and then build a fire and you would stand if you could get a fire going yeah <laughs> and steam and smolder walker that's probably the start of your burning of gear it is yeah i uh yeah that's the first how much gear did you burn in the past two weeks a lot stone glacier is now selling to firemen because of walker yeah. fire retarded <laughs> to have on pants yeah i burnt my uh do you have on light pants both legs both knees both shins i burnt through my gaiters and then burnt my stone glacier pants but here's the funny thing the stone glacier pants didn't like burn completely through on the ankle but the gator did so that's interesting you know if you just wear slightly warmer clothes <laughs> you don't want to stand in the fire so that's all true, the guides will come back fairly clean stinking like smoke or have blood on them Walker comes back, looked like he just come out of the rice fields of Vietnam, man. I'm talking dirt all over him, clothes ripped to shreds. Go hard out here. Sticks and leaves in his hair. Uh, His boots are now melted. Dragging his clients back in here. Right. (laughs) So the second week started off good. Jay texts me about. What, by nine o'clock the first morning yeah and had a muley down so you can go ahead and tell that story it was it was pretty it was fairly fast uh, hunt <laughs> we got up to our spot in the morning and started hiking in at, at light and we spotted a, a mule deer right off the bat and realized there's maybe like seven does in there I wanted to get a little closer we we moved above them and got in and found a found a buck and killed him I mean it was it was pretty simple it was fast and then he proceeded to celebrate the rest of the week yep party he was ornery (laughs) yeah he had terrible gear and froze to death oh yeah he was miserable he couldn't sit still for more than two minutes yeah they hiked out of necessity of survival if you wanted to be outside <laughs> we did 20 miles one day yeah oh yeah and and we didn't really have the snow that no. week yet where we could cut fresh tracks and at least know that they're in a bedding area and work it right you could see 30 yards max with as much snow that was on the brush yeah even with the bad week of weather um we still had an opportunity at an elk yours yeah yeah that was Nice, yeah. nice five by five bull. I forgot about that. Um, we had four mule deer that we could have killed the whole entire time. We uh, glassed up the bull. He was laying the fog lifted, and the bull was laying out in the brush field. And uh, we made a mad dash. As soon as the fog lifted, as soon as it was a legal bull, we put all our gear together and uh, put a stalk on the animal. Got within range. It had moved around. We knew it would come back out. We had good, good view of the whole entire area. And uh, lo and behold, he come back out about an hour before dark. And the whole time we're watching mule, we watched two mule deer bucks fight, two, two 130 bucks fight, scrap it out. Um, the one got busted up and come and laid down. And we watched him the whole entire time. Hmm. And uh, afraid to shoot because we didn't want to spook that bull out. And then we ended up seeing two bulls were in there. And I got a shot at a nicer bull than the one that we even saw. But the gun in the maneuvering of getting the shot off 
the ground is super steep, so we couldn't get the bipods high enough. So we're trying to stack by backpacks up. We're trying to throw rocks because it's a like another Chinese fire drill. The bull comes out through a small opening in the timber, and you're trying to show the client the animal where it's at. Yep. Run the focus on the gun. Run the rangefinder. Dial the scope. Do everything like that. And it was wasn't a far shot at all. I think it was like 500 and some yards. I mean, it was perfect. Um, but yeah, didn't get on him. The gun kind of jammed up. I had to come down over from off the spotting scope. Worked the, I worked the bolt maybe aggressively, but I beat that sucker open and got the got another shell back down in it. And uh, he got back on the animal just enough to see its hindquarters as it fed for seems like a minute as it walks away when you can just see from mm -hmm. their flank back it yeah. seems like it just takes forever and walked away come back through another hole but by the time we acquired target um with the with squirrel with the gun and uh, just didn't know enough time again that was that that was the only opportunity i had at elk that whole week i saw elk but just no bulls i had i think we've seen two or three bulls yeah. but yeah, you did the same day that we, uh, yeah. Squirrel and I got into them. You guys got into them also. Yeah. Had one at 400, and then we had one at 700. By the time we found them with the gun and everything, it was gone. So, we also had one coyote killed. Yeah. The second week, first day. There you go, everybody. It's, thinks wolves are clear, run everything, and killed everything. We got coyotes back in this country, and I've, we've seen a bunch of them. And if there's coyotes back in here there's not allowed to be any other dogs usually when there's country where there's wolves are at they won't allow it and uh we're seeing a lot of coyote tracks which is good so everything's kind of like finding its happy medium we're seeing a lot more elk especially yeah. now like we're in the, we're in the what this is the third fourth week right and yeah next week's it so i've just noticed elk everywhere just a lot of tracks on the roads it seems like to me you guys don't really have can't walker's got a couple years to show yeah. for it jay you've hunted different parts of the state but yep our area i talked to caleb which caleb come back and guided one of our old our clients this week and he's an old client a return client not mean he is old in years but he is old for the company because he has hunted with us what seven seven eight times yeah yeah so he requested caleb and caleb come back and caleb was impressed with the amount of game that he was seeing third week uh it was a good week let jay go first because he shot that mule deer slam town i did um oh jay had the week off yeah i had the week off and yeah. it was awesome i went hunting with brock and we decided to pack in super heavy and we we're gonna camp pretty much hiked for almost five hours to get to the spot where we were going to camp and set up camp then kept hiking we were about maybe 10 miles in at that point and we caught a really fresh buck track brock and i agreed we should probably follow it we followed it for another mile or so and we're kind of coming across side hilling and we got into some elk so we saw two bulls we were watching the opposite hillside and brock spotted a, a muley buck with i don't know four does so we got set up looked at it i was like yeah i'll probably shoot that deer and got a range kind of got back on him and 
was as solid as I've ever been and touched her off at 558 or something like that. Hit him, watched him mule kick and then disappear and we we didn't get over to him until about maybe two hours after that in the dark and, and found him. I was pretty pretty excited. Good shot? Yeah, ran the heart, smoked him. Caliber. Shout out to Levi. The old 28 Nosler. <laughs> 28 Nosler smoked him. And then, yeah, we, we caught him up on the side of the hill. It was, it was epic. Brock got a big fire going. I caped him out, and uh, we ate tenderloin underneath the full moon. You could just see everywhere. I yeah. mean, it was absolutely epic. And then we didn't go the known suck back, and we are like, shortcut. And it almost <laughs> killed me. I think I had a 105-pound pack going down. We we dropped 2,000 vertical feet of rock slides in the snow, and I tore up my, my stone glacier pants, just ruined them. And, you know, I was contemplating just burning everything that I had, lose some weight. <laughs> yeah. Been there. <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible feeling. We got back at 1 o'clock. Morgan still had dinner out for us, and... Yeah, that was that. That's a terrible feeling when you're that high on the mountain and you look down and you can see all the lights. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I just want to stay right here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll freeze to death. Yeah. It was cold. It was really cold that week and this week. But, yeah, and then I, I left my camp up there, and then a week went by. And we had Aiden go up and get it. So if, if you want to be a packer and you want to make friends, help out your lazy guides <laughs> and go get their <laughs> camp for them. <laughs> yeah, he those. was on a mission to get that camp. He was on a mission. That kid will do anything. He, When he packed out your my father-in-law's bull, he was, I'll take that. I'll take, I'll just put that on my Give pack. Give it to me. Give it, yep. <laughs> He's going to learn. I'll pack for you, buddy. I'll pack that. He's all on it. Yep. It was actually, uh, so the mountain I was hunting on Monday had service and so did Brock. He was with Jay, so we were Snapchatting back and forth, and uh, I guess I should start from the beginning of the story. Yeah, So we hike back up this one mountain on, well, no, it's the first day, so we hike up this mountain. Uh, I got a wife and a husband. I was going to say, explain your client. Anyways, uh, so we're hiking up in this place, hiking up to this glass and knob, and it is dumping the snow down about halfway up. And my clients are, they're doing pretty decent, pretty solid uh, until about that three quarter ways. And it's, I mean, you can see 50 yards with the snow and the fog and it's freezing, absolutely freezing. And we get to where we need to be. And I'm, I swear it was probably negative 15. I've never been that cold in my life. I was. So we were, we, we were in this pocket, and we come up around this pocket and get out in the open. And uh, the, the way the wind was blowing, if we were in the pocket, we were out of the wind. But if we were out on the rock, the wind was nailing us. So I would say it was probably negative 15, 20. But oh, at least. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I, One of you froze solid. Yes. Couldn't move. Yeah, made a fire. Then we were just taking turns running up and glassing. But like 3 o'clock or 2 o'clock, something like that, cleared up. 
and there was a muley buck running a doe. 200 yards, and I run back, and I was whistling at him. I was like, buck. Run up there and uh, got set up on him, and the wife couldn't find it, couldn't find it, and then it broke into the opening. She got on it. She couldn't get her gun off safety because it was froze. And then she was breathing on it, got it unfroze, got oh, it on fire. She's lucky that it even unfroze there because usually yeah. your breath will refreeze everything because you're putting moisture on it. That's but yeah. But uh, then she tried to shoot and her gun just clicked. And then she couldn't undo the bolt because that was froze too. Oh, there you go. So then the husband, <laughs> husband shot it and laid it out. Killed him dead. Smoked him. So sent the wife back you to the fire. You nailed him clean, Pilgrim. <laughs> That's right. We uh, sent the wife back to keep the fire, and we went and got this thing, and uh, he wouldn't let me carry the whole thing, so I was telling him, you know, save your knees or whatever. Long hike out of here tonight. Yeah, yeah, so he wouldn't let me carry it, carried the head and the shoulder, I carried the rest, and got to the fire, hung out for like half hour, started our way down the mountain, and about like 400 yards, he couldn't do it anymore i had to take the rest of the pack or the rest of the weight and then it was a long long ways out of there i think we had a mile and a half left and she was like can you bring the truck up here <laughs> and she because i was like no if i could i mean if i could bring the truck up here i would bring it up here <laughs> you know but can't cheat the mountain pilgrim if no one's gonna say it i am that dude's hat was epic Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. We, you, anybody that wants to look, this this hat is legitimately cool as can be. You, you got to get on the Instagram or our Facebook and check it out. It was yep. pretty neat. I I looked at it in depth. It was hanging out there. It's like some hand quality, handcrafted yeah. shit there. He was a taxidermist. I mean, this guy trapped a ton. He hunted a ton. He's hunted all over the place. He's from Wisconsin. Trapped a beaver, tanned it, and made a hat out of it, and... uh he put like them Indian beads on the front, yeah. had a bear claw on it, or bear tooth, it broke, so he put a boar tusk on it. And then on the left side, he had a turkey beard, like a six inch turkey beard, and then I don't remember what else he had on there. But that was pretty cool. Some red and white beads. Yeah. Yeah, this is legit. Hardcore mountain man. Yeah. He, well, he had a ton of stories. He was a guide. Yes. Also. Uh, yep. what, did, what did he guide? He guide, uh, he did a lot of turkey guiding. I love turkey hunting, so we did a lot of talking about that. Oh, he, goodness. He guided bears in Wisconsin, I think it was. And then now he kind of guides antelope and stuff like that in Wyoming. Loved the movie Jeremiah Johnson. We watched yes. it, and it was like a competition of quoting. Yep. This is good because uh, Thursday his wife killed this buck, and he he had to yell, can't cheat the mountain pilgrim, out across the... Oh, yeah. Man, he's, I think he said something else, and he was like, I'm sorry I had to yell that because there's a, there's a mountain man out there somewhere still that is going to end up like, what's the guy that froze? Hatchet. Hatchet, Hatchet Jack. Jack. That's right. I so, hereby bequeath this mountain rifle to any man that find it. <laughs> That's right. That's what he said on Monday. He said he thought he was going to end up like Hatchet Jack. Froze solid. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Thursday roll in this place. We had to chainsaw our way in there. We're, nobody's been back in here. Had to cut some trees out of the way. Hike in there, get on a big bull track. Don't worry about that thing. 
we're going this clear cut. <laughs> uh, but get to the first clear cut, and I'm like, looking, boom. Big old slammer whitetail, about 450 yards, but they won't shoot over 300 because he said he feels like he owes the animal uh, that respect that he should hunt it. 100 more yards. And, yeah. Roger. But run down in the gut. And I thought it was going to come up our side, so I set him up on the road, and I run around uh, to the other side of the mountain to see, because you could see on our side it was a clear cut too, to see if he was like if I could get eyes on him. But by the time I got over there, couldn't see nothing, and it was so foggy. I mean, this road is covered in tracks, and I seen a mealy doe about 300 yards, and then it went over the hill, and then I took a step, and there was another doe about 50 yards staring at us covered up in does yeah i was like live bait there's no way these does are alone so uh the doe finally lets us alone steps down over the hill and uh i take one step and then there's a buck standing there and then she's Old like forosaurus yeah she's trying to come around to the right of me it jumps down over the knoll and i was was like, this a big giant one this was a good one Okay. I thought, Good one for you, or? Yeah. <laughs> I step around this brush, and there was this giant mule deer. Huge. I'm talking dark horned. He's high. I heard Thick. it was the biggest one you've ever seen. Yeah, this is probably one of the biggest mule deers I have personally seen or possibly could guide if she can kill it. So, which I told her, I said, we're going to step around this bush, and there's probably going to be a buck standing here. You're going to have to sneak around to the right of me and shoot him. Because where the bush was, the buck couldn't see her. So I stepped over there, and that buck seen us, and uh, jumped over the knoll, and I was like, we got to go. We run, full sprint. And Tuesday, <laughs> she told me, she said, this girl does not run, but we are running right now. And run up there. She dropped her pack. She's running. I like take my pack off, and I'm running, carrying it so I can throw it down for her to rest the gun on. And look down over the knoll, and there's just like six or seven mule deer jumping, doing that hopping thing everywhere. Staunts. Staunts. They're staunting. Yes. And I see it, and I'm like, he's right there. Shoot him. He's looking back at us. And I have my pack propped up for her. She's on it. She's like, where? I'm like, right there. <laughs> right Charles could see this thing. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I see it. But it was facing away from us looking back. She's like, I'm going to wait for it to turn broadside. And I uh, gave her that quarter in a way, and I, I don't even know how she made that shot. Just snuck it right uh, under that last rib into the opposite shoulder. And it run down, uh, down the hill, and she racked another one, was going to put another one in him, but he fell and died into a deadfall. And I was, she didn't move from where that buck died. She stayed on it for probably two minutes, and I'm having an aneurysm, heart attack. <laughs> Walker's back here doing backflips. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, Walker is currently wearing a spoon and crock pot hoodie <laughs> yes <laughs> killing tomorrow's trophies today go ahead but uh her husband was behind us because his knees were still hurting so he's like 50 yards behind us and he said it was pretty cool watching it all develop because he never even seen any of the deer and he's just but, gathering up all you guys stuff yeah <laughs> yeah but i come up to him i'm like dude that's a giant it's like that's probably the biggest muley i ever guided i'm like on my knees like excited as can be and he was like he come up to his wife and she's like yeah shot it and he's like I don't think she knows what she killed <laughs> <laughs> cause she wasn't super like 
ecstatic like me. I get ecstatic about an 80-inch white tail. Really? So. Huh. We didn't get, the, get that. We haven't gathered that brain. yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we walked down in there. And, you know, I'm not going to walk up and touch the, the buck for the client, you know. How did you learn that? I learned that because we, me and Curry doubled on whitetails in eastern Montana. And I, I run through the field, picked up his, and then run across the field and picked up mine. And I was like, whoa. But, and he yelled at you? Yeah, he was like, I didn't even get to touch my buck first. And I was like. Big you got to be quicker than that. <laughs> yeah, you got to be quicker than that. I don't know. Walker had them both running back to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, she gets down to it, and it's like, I mean. It's a shooter mealy, but I don't know where I got the fact that I thought it was a giant. To yeah. me, it looked like it was a 160, 170. I think it was because maybe it had its ears pinned back and the snow was behind the horns and the horns were dark. I don't know. So Jay and I, we talked about this. Yeah. I have been chewed out by a client before. I, I got all – I used – I used to have the same enthusiasm. I still do, but as far as telling him, shoot it, kill it, <laughs> I told him to do that one time on a buck, and he shot it, and we got up there, and he was not happy at the beginning of the week with shooting this deer. And I heard about it and heard about it and heard about it all week long. And I just am having flashbacks. This is going to happen to you. <laughs> when it does, I'm going to be like, I told you so. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They were meat hunters. Yes. So it. That's that's. And a hunt is a hunt. It doesn't matter the size of the animal. I mean, the biologists are way smarter than us. They allocate them tags. Yep. To, yeah, they were here for the it, adventure. It wasn't that bad of a deer. No, it was a stud. No, it was a nice. It was a nice two-year-old deer. Yeah. yeah, it was a good buck. But and it was her first mule deer. Yeah, first mule deer. Yeah. The biggest buck ever. The coldest day ever. The heaviest pack ever, <laughs> Walker. You cracked me up. Yep. Everybody loved my, my beard was froze up. Yeah, my mustache, uh, my snot was freezing in it. I dyed my mustache <laughs> black so they could see it. So we were at Walmart, me and Brock. And I was like, dude, I'm getting $4 hair dye just because I want to see what happens. This is in hunting season. He, he comes, looked ridiculous. He comes out in the morning. <laughs> Morgan's like, there's something different about you. How did, how did your facial hair grow overnight? <laughs> yep. So then we told her that it was for his OnlyFans account that he had. <laughs> and uh, he wanted some updated pictures. Yep. And now I knock on all the doors like I'm the police going into a room. Because I am there. horrified to what I could possibly be walking into. He's in there cuddled up with a stone glacier backpack on Alex's bear rug. <laughs> with this. In my stone glacier underwear. Yes. And socks. If we, it's not mullets, it's mustaches around here. The mullet is crucial for keeping pine needles down the back of your neck. It, it saves on chafing. That's right. It does, honestly. It's like a, a tool. Yep. That's what they used to grow mullets so yeah. your neck wouldn't get burnt from the sun. Yeah. Mm. Wow. These, these serve a purpose. They're not just rad, cool-looking haircuts. Yeah. I mean... No, Bes besides the fact you got to beat the women off you because your mullet and mustache. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I feel like if you have a mullet, you just beat women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> this is taking a drastic turn. Oh, well, we can tell we haven't done a podcast in an hour. All this chattery as can be. A lot more energy and vibe going on tonight than the last podcast. Yeah. yeah. So back to the third week. 
Yeah, I think we're on the third week. Yeah, we're on the third week. Yep. Alex killed a mule deer with his client. And then you got to tell him about how I saved you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got saved again from the same spot that needs saving every year that we shoot animals out of. My, I have my father-in-law comes out, so if there's any week I need something to die, it's for your father-in-law. You, know, you need to pull out all the stops. Yeah. We go to the same old spots. Luck enough, a bull comes out up high. We watch that bull for a while. And uh, we decide we're going to go back in there in the morning. They're not liking climbing back up out of the shooting spot, though. So they're thinking about it. Is there better places to go? We, that bull was so far away. We go back in the next day. Lo and behold, the bulls are in range the couple that we had seen and I seen a group of cows uh, we set up get in position let the bull feed around we are on a spotting scope we have everything set up two people watching the bull my father-in-law Shane is on the gun uh, this guy is calm and cool and collected as can be even in super pressure moments he's just nonchalant and he's telling me I'm on it on it giving me feedback from the gun and uh, we're, we have it all on video Bull gives us a good opportunity, guns dialed, uh, tell him to send it. Uh, gun cracks, a little bit of delay for the bullet getting there and the bull tumbles down over the mountain. I freak out because I've seen them shot sometimes and they get shot in those thoracic bones that come off of the spine and if you break that, you can knock the bull down or it'll imagine he'll, he'll appear paralyzed and when they slide down into the brush or into the timber, they usually regain their feet, and that's the last time you see them. So I'm freaking out. I'm telling him, jack another shell on the gun, stay on the bull, and the bull slides, can't see him no more. So I make the decision, instead of going into there that night and getting to the bull at way after dark and possibly him being wounded and jumping him up and running him off on ground that is pretty nasty, um, mark everything on Onyx. We're back in there at daylight the next day. Jane killed him dead, shot him through the heart. Bull never moved. We watched the video over and over and over again, and you can see over the second rotation of the bull falling, his legs are still cupped up underneath of him. Life has left him. I mean, we kind of knew by the end of the night, by everybody talking about it, that it was dead bull. Uh, so worked him up. It was a special moment. Father-in-law cried on the mountain twice. If anyone knows my stepdad Shane he is not emotional whatsoever that is probably the only time in the past 15 years that I ever even heard about him crying yeah it was it was cool it was it was a hard hard hike we gained a lot of vertical feet in there it was steep a lot of scree slides um I fell with Dale coming out of there and tore my pants also (laughs) he shot 1047 yards killed that bull one shot went over scenarios and this is a guy that shoots hundreds and hundreds of rounds through his gun so it's not like he's a guy that's never poked a rifle over 200 yards and I was down scope sending bullets he uh he knew what he was doing he's a very good shooter very staying calm it's a nice way to hunt it can, it can be done bad it's it's not easy at all if you think that just buying a nice rifle yeah, and you're gonna buy your way a, into it. Yeah, it's throw a good happening. scope on it, having someone make the load for you or whatever, and and still thinking that it's it's gonna be an easy shot. It's very difficult to be able to pull anything off like that. Yeah, My, you have to put in the time and effort and 
get yourself knowledgeable about the whole entire thing, which is what he did. I think it makes it adds more variables and make it way more difficult. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, they're just powering up and shooting. Listen, buddy, we you have to really be dedicated to covering some ground when you get over there because it never looks the same. Typically in this type of terrain, if you're shooting them over a couple hundred yards, it's going to take you more than that to get to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're canyon crossing. <laughs> yeah. So that third week, as good as it was, we had four mule deer down and an elk down. Um, two opportunities on elk and various other opportunities on mule deer. We did that with two guide trucks breaking down, frigid cold temperatures. Oh, we had one, we had one client get pneumonia and he stuck it out all six days. We jump into week four now? Yeah. Week four. Which was a really fun week. <clears throat> we had the group from Virginia back. We had a youth hunter. Good kid. We'll tough as any man that comes out here mm-hmm. and that's why anybody that cries on Cole and leaves here we had a 12 year old kid out until 11 o'clock at night hiking yeah freezing yeah I, I forgot about that too the lady the wife I took out she's a grandma so she has grandkids she owned this place uh and I've, there's been grown men that this place tore apart so I mean that just throwing that out there it's just a mental state period physical ability you can get over most of it if not there's places here that you can hunt but it's mental toughness yep all you need is a little triactin in your pack triactin like a man or a woman this past week the first day was a good day alex doubled yeah within like 45 minutes of each other so brought two mule deer back i could have doubled but I only had one client. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big dude. He I can't was. believe you hiked him into some yeah. of the places you did. Yep. He loved every minute of yeah. it. He cracked me up. He'd come walking in here with just his long underwear on. <laughs> smiling from ear to ear. You know, shooting and missing all these nice muleys. He said, an old wise guy once told him, if you want to be legendary, you got to do legendary stuff. What week was that? that was We're this in this week. week. Monday. <laughs> We are, Help. yeah, and we are just all <laughs> jostled around, and we're jumped to this week. So third day, crazy full blown run. So, so third day, Logan. Everybody's stressing. We're eating supper. Logan, Logan likes to make everybody stress. I think when he comes in late, he won't just tell you they killed a bull. They shot it before, well before a couple <laughs> hours before dark, and. Um, couldn't couldn't find it couldn't couldn't get over to it they come out uh, late at night so we get a whole bunch of us and we're gonna go gather up and go in and get this it's a long way in the elk um, if it's dead we're taking the horses to get in there Knox is all pumped up uh, it's a great experience for a young guy he's only 12 years old he is living it you couldn't have planned it out any better for a Montana hunt I mean they glassed up a bunch of animals. They shot at a bull. We start in with horses. It's like seven, eight miles up to there, I think. To probably, probably seven miles. I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, we get in, and we were hoping that they had found the bull and already had the meat worked up. And as we're cutting blowdowns and stuff for the horses going in, Brock and I keep looking at each other because we're looking at the clock. It's taking a long time. 
and I was like, oh my goodness, I hope they started making trips down over to the creek with the bull. We get up there, haven't found the bull yet. So now, now we're in a storm trying to find this thing before it gets dark. We scatter off on the mountain. Now there's five of us looking. Um, Justin finds the bull. Uh, we work it all up. There's all of us there to work it up for picture taken. Uh, it was great for the kid, the experience. Uh, that many hands helping get the animal broke down, that saves a lot. We uh, divvy it up into packs and we get it from the, our backpacks down to the creek. And with the horses are waiting on us down there, we had them all tied up, uh, made them comfy while we were waiting. By this time, it's an hour after dark. It's gonna be a long night. Um, we start out of there that night, and that kid never complained a bit. The craziest snow ever in history. Yeah, biggest snow we've ever had if Walker was there. Yep. But I, it was just us, so it was normal, <laughs> normal snowfall. So that's so Brock packed a pile of animals out for the past couple weeks, yeah. and he is killing it with the packouts. But let's go into him uh, riding the horse. Yeah, I told him you're not a real packer unless you've rode a pack saddle in to pack out. So he rode a Decker pack saddle for seven miles. I ponied him up in like he was a sack of dead meat on that thing, and he never complained a bit. I don't think he's ever rode too many horses, so he doesn't know if saddles are comfy or not. I'm sitting on a Jeff Smith real super comfy saddle. He's riding a Decker with two boards running across his legs. He said he couldn't look behind at the other horse behind him oh, yeah. he was going to fall yeah, off. Yeah, it cracks me up. So he's got a hold of the the metal ring that you put the panniers over, and he's holding on to it like it's a little pony ride in front of a grocery store. <laughs> and I was like, bro, what time is it? He's like, I can't look at my phone. I can't look around. He goes, it feels like I'm going to fall off if I do. And then uh, the one time the our lassa horse in the string she kept wanting to come up around and i told him just grab hold of the lead rope give it a couple jerks and she'll back off of her and uh, he's like i can't turn around i'll fall off to the side so watching him as i'm on the horse looking backwards he's like trying to hang on and keep his center of balance in in the middle of the horse while he's yeah it's it's hilarious all in smiles yeah we're riding out our feet are soaking wet it lost its love luster years ago on those miserable days for me. Unless I'm with someone like Brock, I kept looking back and he's like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love this. I'm like, Jesus, I'm freezing. <laughs> you come pulling up with a dandy muley. Yeah, we pulled up with Buck in the, in the bed. and Yeah, got her done early. Got her done early. That was good. That, that was on Blake's bucket list. Yep. Was to kill a mule deer. He says, a mule buck. A, a oh, yeah, mule buck. Yeah, mule buck. Yeah. Yeah, with that southern accent. Yep. It's great. He smoked that thing hard shot. It led a blood trail like you've never seen before. And yeah, I went down, we recorded it up. And, what gun? Uh, 28 Nosler. 28 Nosler. Weird. Thank you again, Levi. <laughs> so we were, we added it up. We were like over 80% honest opportunity if you um, count in all the misses yeah, and like, the skip. Uh, the guys that skipped on animals and the elk and everything like that. So, yeah, we had a really good week. I'd be like 400%. <laughs> elk, no. But. 400. Yeah, and now I got to go and untie Lee's elk and deer. 
Yep. So, yeah, I started using cable because they can't chew off that a little harder on them. Mm-hmm. I had a client that uh, he was guiding turkey hunts. And oh, yeah, yeah. How many times do you, you guides hear a it? A client. Just, just tie when, one up for me, and I'll be out next week. Like, we yeah. hear it all the time. Just yeah. tie one up for me. Probably every single client, at least eighty yes. percent, they're like, "You got one tied up for me? You guys got one tied up for?" Me? It's a great joke. I appreciate it every yeah, single time. I do like hearing do it too. myself. Yeah, yeah. Keep them coming. But my uh, client here, he guided turkey hunts, and he had a repeat client after like four or five years, and he called him. He's like, "You got one tied up for me, whatever." And he was like, "Yeah, I got one tied up for you." So he went down to this farm and bought a turkey that looks just like a, a wild one. I guess it would be Eastern, but it was just raised in captivity. Yep. Took it out in the middle of this field under this one single tree and staked it to the ground uh, with a wooden stake. <laughs> Tied it to it with uh, bale twine and it stood out there. He did that at like 3 a.m. Oh he come back to where they were staying, and he was like, "Hey, Rich, come with me. I got, I got one for us." Oh and he said, "We were parked the truck. We're walking out along the woods line." And he's like, "What are we gonna do? Are we gonna locate, or like, what are we gonna do?" He said, "No, if I know this bird, he ain't gonna gobble, but he's gonna be right out there underneath that tree." And he said, "Sure enough, I called a little bit, and then it broke daylight, and that bird's out there strutting." He said so. He crawled right up to it, about 20 yards, blasted this thing, run up to it, picked it up, and he's like, what the heck? Because it had the baler twine yep. all around it. I told you I had him tied up for you. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, told you I had one tied up, but it was a farm turkey. That's funny. Yep. I wish we could tie up an elk. We cannot yep. do that. No. <laughs> no, and it would, wow, tear some ground up. Yeah, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to the Goon Squad, um, Ricker. I know you listen to every podcast. Ohio's gun season's coming up, and I'm not there to help you, but I believe in you. You can do it. Great I got a shout out to Steve-O and Justin from the second week of archery. <laughs> he texted me the other day. Said we're gonna have our burger party. He's trying to set the date for it, and he did shoot a nice whitetail. NPA. That's pretty hard. Shout out to my kids. They're shooting them elusive whitetails while I'm out here. What I like to hear. Hiking in the woods. Wade got a nice little Did he? spike. Yeah, That's the, it. yeah. The the main beams fell off of it. Oh. That's what he said. As soon as it hit the ground. And just the brow tine stayed. Aubrey yeah. shot a really nice buck. Five by that. three. Really? Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Wade shoot it with his bow? Yes. Very cool. Kenley hasn't been hunting this year yet. But her whole class does listen to this podcast as long as we don't cuss. Oh, shoot. We're very fortunate that the other side of has my kids there doing some hunting with them and things also. That's nice. We just got to finish up Rain's training. Uh, we're, that dog, she's learning here the final touches. She moves the pickups around for us now. Um, <laughs> she's picked up all the other tasks pretty easy. Um, cat season's right around the corner. Freaking pumped for that. Everybody's excited. Time to trap. Yeah, trapping, snowmobile riding, frolicking in the snow. Turkey season's on the way. No, there's mountain lion season. There's mountain lion, there's trapping, wolf season. 
bear season and you got a then long way to go. Season. Yeah, that's true. Nothing is safe here at Waypoint. That's right. So we hunt by day, trap by night here. That's right. It's been fun. We've been having a good time. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is us. Over and out. Bye. Bye.